When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. All right, uh, Steve Hocking, who is uh, the General Manager of Footy Operations at the AFL, is with us at the G. Steve, welcome to Crunch Time. Thanks, Jared. Did Adam Kennedy touch the kick of Sean McKernan on Thursday night? Well, not in my view, not in the vision that I've seen, but uh, the other thing is the most important thing, uh, and that is that the um, the operator on the night felt that wasn't the case. So they, they had roughly about 50 seconds to review that. And, uh, yeah, their view is, uh, and the review since, is um, that, that wasn't the case. What was the bent finger? Uh, well, yeah, certainly the more you analyse that, and that's what the fans uh, look at, they think there's a bent finger. Um, in their view, it was inconclusive. So that's where it landed, and I'm happy to support the uh, the review officer in that case. You've stated previously that the public doesn't have faith in the score review system as it's operating now. I think that's pretty clear over the past 48 hours. There are obviously stakeholders who don't. Uh, do you retain confidence that it serves any purpose in the game at the moment? Uh, yes, I do, and I, and I refer to last night and, and the edge technology. I mean, that's that's something that's been introduced this year, and uh, we've been working with the uh, with the broadcaster to um, to try and have that live. Um, and the first instance of that was last night. The first time we didn't quite get it right. The second time we got it absolutely right, as far as it um, being uh, fed into the broadcast. Um, so we're working really hard behind the scenes to make sure that we're actually improving that. That's the initial piece. Um, and how are we doing that? We're making sure that we've got the best operators uh, and the most experienced operators actually um, at, at games. And then beyond that, uh, fortunately, we've been given a green light to, to really explore the future of that. I've spent time this year um, up in Sydney uh, having a look at the A-League and also the NRL bunker and, and what our model needs to be moving forward. And, you know, what the fans do need to know is that we're absolutely committed to that, and particularly myself and, and the team that uh, sit behind that. And there's a lot of work going on to um, explore what is best for 2020. Is there any chance for finals in 2019? Yeah, there absolutely is, Jared. And I, I think that, uh, you know, what I can say to the fans is that the um, the Edge technology, we ghosted that in last final series, um, and it worked successfully, and it's found its way into the broadcast now. Um, and we will certainly look if if we can get it set up and we can get the right the right uh, model. Um, we, we've got people coming from all areas. So the upside of all of this, um, we get we get more of the percentage right as far as the score review. Absolutely, accept the fact that there is some that we don't get right, and and most of that's been human error. It ha- actually hasn't been system. It's actually been human error. Um, and what we'll do is we'll make sure that if we can get that right for the finals, we'll ghost that in over the finals. But that'll take you know that's what eight or nine, ten weeks that we've got to to try and work with that. And we've got a lot of partnerships that are being offered up off the back of the uh, you know the advertising that's going on around it. The edge technology from last night, Steve. So on the split screen, yeah, when the ball is about. A half a metre from the post is when the tremor 
starts on the edge technology. If that happens in cricket, that Snicko starts to fire before the ball reaches the bat, there's no way that passes the test of conclusive evidence. What's the first... What, yeah, what's so, the tremor on the edge so, technology so that, so that, as it runs? So that part would be um, uh, crowd noise. That would be part of it. And then what they do is they basically frame by frame, they reduce that in to what they need and separate that out so that it's actually just related to um, the ball touching the uh, the post. So the, there are tremors all over the place. So the last of the tremors does represent the ball touching the back of the post in your view? Yes. And that's my understanding of it. So this is, I could take you through this frame by frame and show you that it's before the ball reaches the post in what we were shown last night on the broadcast. That is where the tremors are working. So there's this is bad for radio, I get that. Yes. But tremor, 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 ball reaches the post, still tremors, which don't look any different to the previous tremors in, in what... Uh, is on the line. Yes, as, as I said, some of that would be uh, related to crowd noise, which they, the, the actual operator, the uh, Hawkeye operator, would actually just um, carve that out, and, and and then be picking up where it does actually uh, hit the post itself and make contact with it. It is a bit of a leap of faith, I reckon. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I said, it's it's been ghosted in over the final series, and and we think that it's um it's good technology, and uh, in, in in our view, um, it was used effectively last night. Are your score reviewers casuals in AFL departments who take a six shift to go and work the score review system? No, that that, that is not the case. Um, there's certainly uh, there there are people within our. Um, the AFL staff that are that, that are part of it definitely, but um, you know, what we've got is we've got a group of 15. Uh, one of the things that would happen with a uh, review centre is that we would be able to actually um, uh, condense that down to a smaller group of people. Um, and off the back of that, one of the, one of the biggest challenges, Jared, is in, in officiating is actually getting enough time to replicate the game and and you know that decision making it's really difficult so that's on-field umpires that's goal umpires and and in this case that's officiating um you know around score review officers and you know during the week the the real challenge is how do you replicate the the um you know the pressure and, and the scrutiny that comes uh, with the game game day you just can't do that some of the stuff that we've been doing with the umpiring team on field umpiring team is over recent weeks has been related to the gopro you know, some of the fans will have seen that and the reason for that is um we've got a gentleman that we've appointed within umpiring guy by the name of damien farrow that's been the role um four months he's come from uh, victoria uni they're actually building a library and, and they're building a library of, um, of vision that can be used in VR. And so off the back of that, they can actually be walking around at, um, you know, on a Tuesday night in training with goggles on and actually making decisions. And that's already been seen over the last couple of months. And, and we're seeing an improvement off the back of that. Um, and so with a review centre, what we'd be able to do is we would be able to have um, a smaller cohort of, of um, operators and uh, get greater consistency off the back of that. Uh, the other thing is, on a, on a day like today, we could actually just have the one or two um, score reviewers actually involved in multiple games today yep. as well. And so what you get is you get a greater efficiency and an elite training environment off the back of that as well. And that's one of the challenges at the moment. If we've got AFL casual staff and so forth that are involved in that, that is part of the training that needs to go on. You've got a senior operator that sits in there and you've got someone sitting on their shoulder because if that person falls over, it's got to go to someone. We have emergency 
field umpires, we have emergency goal umpires, you've got to have backup plans. Was your best guy on duty on Thursday night or a junior? No, our best guy was on, on duty and I, and I understand that um, you know, there's some um, rhetoric around that. Um, what I can say with confidence is our best guy. If he had ruled that that conclusively hit the finger, would you have stood by him? Um, yes, I, I, I think we would have. Yeah, absolutely. Because what we need to do is um, is, is back our people in, and I think that uh, you know what we've seen is um, over the last uh, you know, month or so, and, and certainly prior to that, we've just seen some human error, um, and, and 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 we get that, we accept that, we acknowledge that. They're under uh, real scrutiny at the moment, uh, and and you know my role in that is to continue to try and improve the system. So if the result was going, to, you have to forgive me here because I'm a cynic of the system. I yes, declare yes, that. I get that. If the if you could have had the result right either way then how on earth can you cross a threshold of beyond reasonable doubt um, well look they, they've they've got uh, they've got a vision of uh, you know what we've provided them um, as to um, the threshold level and in their view that uh, they actually made a call um, as the ball was leaving the boot and so it wasn't reviewed. It was a silent review. It wasn't reviewed once it was gone through the goals. They were already onto that. They'd slowed the vision down. Um, and you're talking, you know, when we say slow it down, slow-mo slow cameras, and um, they were already onto that. And that was like 50 seconds out. And and in their view, um, and this particular operator's view, it, it was not touched. So I'm, I'm more than happy to support that. In the seven that have happened previously, and the worst one was in Hobart, where a correct call was made yeah. into an error, do you feel like there are moments where the score review system just embarrasses the status of the game? Uh, well, look, I, I feel embarrassed about it. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's my role to feel that way about it. Um, but what I can say is, and, and will say, is we're committed to what the, you know, improving that and, and making sure that the future um, is the best model is not in operation. You know, what good organisations do is um, they recognise that there is um, you know, some concern around this and, and we've got to move forward on it. And uh, as I said earlier, I've, I've been fortunate enough to spend time live around NRL games this year and also A-League games to see um, you know, two of the best in this country operating. Um, we've done some research as far as overseas. Uh, the NBA have spent $15 million mm. just for the last two minutes of their game. Um, because what is changing is, and I, I think that's the thing to talk about, I, I get you're a cynic around it, but the game's changing as well. And so off the back of that... Yeah, I'm only a cynic until you build the proper bunker in round one next year. So my contention is not that we should and shouldn't have it, is we should build a real system for round one next year and you should shut it down until then because the risk of the error is just as... I don't know how anyone could have any faith in the final moment of a grand final that we were going to get the right call. You're just so, as likely to get the wrong call, I think. So you would prefer to take just all the errors and, and just I, accept I'd, those? I'd take what comes on the field for the rest of this year, acknowledging yeah. that by round one next year, we'll have a proper system, a ground-up system, and you weren't there for the way this system was implemented, so it's not your responsibility, but well, no, it is it your is. responsibility to fix it. Yeah, absolutely. It is absolutely my responsibility. I accept that. It's, it's my responsibility to make sure that what we do is close the gap on the 90%. So close that down and get that to around sort of 98% if we can um, by season end. Absolutely have to do that. And the fans need to know I'm committed to that. But at the same time, what I've got to do is make sure in the background that what we're going to land is elite. And, and it supports officiating moving forward. And we are absolutely 100%. The girl has given me the green light to go as hard as we possibly can. And I think the important thing for fans um, you know, to, to, to recognise and know, this is not something that's just happened in the last you know, couple of weeks. 
I've been looking at this since the start of the season and understanding that this this was going to be a problem for us. What we've done with all the rules um, is, uh, and and you know, people talk about unintended consequences. We, we have made the games so competitive now. The competition is just so close that the scrutiny is stronger than it's ever been, and all of these areas are affected by that. So there's got to be improvement. How close are you to a mid-season trade period for next year where players can be traded, picks can be traded? It, it's certainly a discussion point. Uh, it's uh, I've met with the... Um, we're, we're about 12, uh, 12 clubs through at the moment in a mid-season review, um, and, and that includes both the um, heads of footy and also the senior coach, uh, and it's a real deep dive on the rules and also some of the stuff that we're currently considering. Off the back of that, uh, in July, we'll have a competition committee, and, and there'll be you know, a range of things that will actually be put in front of them, and that'll be one of the things that will uh, be put in front. I, I think the pleasing thing is with the mid-season draft, that has softened the approach to a mid-season trade. Why, why would it be a good thing to have a mid-season trade? Uh, well, it depends on what it looks like, Jared. I, I think that what the fans are looking for is um, they're, they're looking for greater engagement through that period. Um, they're, you know, what, what we can see from the mid-season draft and also the supplemental period is there's 28 players that have found their way onto AFL lists. That's pretty exciting. And then the other part is do you then create another window on top of that where players are actually on AFL lists can come and go? Um, yeah, I, I think there's some excitement around that. For us, um, it, it's what it looks like. We, we've got to get behind the mechanics of that. So a full buy round while you have a trade window? Uh, potentially. That, uh, so when I say potentially, that is that that is all up in the air, that. But it's certainly something that's being uh, considered. Steve, thanks for coming in. I know I flogged the hobby, hobby horse and I have to apologise to Kane, Bob and Josh, but it is the, it's the topic of the moment. Thanks, Jerry. Steve Hocking, the, uh, the AFL operations boss from the AFL. So you've heard it as to what they're doing with the score review and how it continues to operate now. We will dissect it all on crunch time after the break. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.